Hello, this is Pastor Josh from First Baptist Church, and wherever you are listening from, uh, thanks so much for for tuning in today. This uh, corona uh, virus, the shelter at home mandate, and all of this, it's really challenged our priorities in so many ways. Uh, we're reevaluating what we really need. Some things become more important than we thought. Some things become less important. You know, do I really need to? make a trip to the cookie crock just for that tub of ice cream, or is that a non-essential right now? Well, it's always a good thing to consider, uh, what do I really need? What do I really want out of life? Or more importantly, what am I really seeking, investing in? What am I trusting in? When was the last time you stopped just to consider, what am I seeking? What am I investing in in my life? What Am I trusting in? Well, what should be the central pursuit, the, the goal, priority of our lives? And uh, throughout the Bible, there's, there's two things that emerge. Two things the Bible emphasizes from beginning to end. Two things that you can do equally as well when everything's uh, sunny and bright and easy and routine in the world and when you are stuck at home. Two things that should occupy our hearts and our minds. And these two things are this. Keep loving people and keep trusting God. Keep loving people and trusting God. It's our big idea today. Keep developing those close, that close dependent relationship with God and keep demonstrating love to the people around that are made in God's image. These two things, they trump everything else in importance, but they're the very things that tend to slip away. Sometimes these things kind of fade into the background when when everything's going fine, but sometimes these things get jettisoned when crisis strikes. Uh, this is the focus of Hosea's message in Hosea chapter 12 when the prophet speaks to uh, the, the kingdom of, of Israel. So if you have your Bibles or you can pause and go find one, uh, we'll be in Hosea 12 this morning. Uh, a message about loving people and trusting God. Hosea's audience is the northern kingdom of Israel in the last days of, of that kingdom. Uh, as they were kind of falling apart and and as the the captivity um, or really decimation by Assyria was about to take place, Ephraim, uh, as Hosea often calls them, or the the nation of of Israel, the northern uh, ten tribes they they were people called by god 's name, they were in a covenant relationship with God, but they had long since abandoned the priority of trusting God, and loving people. This happens to be a universal tendency to lose sight of these two uh, central priorities. And so Hosea's message is, I, I think, really relevant for all of us. So today we're going to look at three things. First is how does a person get into that place where they somehow lost track of loving people and trusting God? How, how does that happen? Uh, secondly, how do we get out of that kind of situation? And, and third, what's at stake if we, we don't realign our priorities of loving people and trusting God? So let's start with Hosea chapter 12. The first couple of verses are, are essentially God's formal complaint against his people. 
and it goes like this. The prophet says, Ephraim feeds on the wind and pursues the east wind all day long. They multiply falsehood and violence, and they make a covenant with Assyria, the oils carried to Egypt, the Lord's indictment of Israel and Judah. The Lord has an indictment against Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways. He will repay him according to his deeds. So in these these opening um, couple of verses in this uh, speech, prophetic speech by Hosea, has these complaints um, from God against his people. And the complaints were chasing after the wind, uh, falsehood, violence, and, and then how they kept covenanting, making these alliances, deals with Assyria and Egypt. So as we begin here, we want to talk about what is the reward or you might say the result of a life of of this striving for things without regard for God and without regard for people. And so first, the reward of striving is losing. (laughs) The question is, what happens when we put our trust in the wrong things? And the answer is, our dreams are disappointed and our character is corrupted. So our dreams are disappointed. When you chase after wind, you end up uh, getting nothing. Um, it, you can't catch the wind. You just end up with, with, with dust, with nothing. With, it's, it's a vapor. Uh, the whole book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible addresses this, um, this, intro, this issue. The, the central figure of Ecclesiastes, you know, probably Solomon, he had the means to test this theory. He had the, the resources and the power. And so uh, the book describes how he pursued all these different things. He pursued women. He could have any woman he wanted. He couldn't choose, so he kind of took them all. Uh, he pursued a pleasure, you know, the finest foods and drinks. He pursued achieving things, you know, making a name for himself, building things, monuments to his skill, monuments to his name. He pursued learning, academics. He became an expert in, in botany and zoology, etc. And he pursued just amassing wealth and filled his storehouses with money and goods, etc. So he went down all these same kind of roads that we tend to go down to find uh, meaning, purpose, satisfaction, security in life. And the haunting uh, conclusion of it all is how he begins uh, the book, Ecclesiastes 1, verses 2 to 3. He says, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? So in other words, all this striving, all this pursuit of of different things, some of these things, you know, not wrong themselves, but but the pursuit as an end. Uh, seeking these things um, in the way that we put our trust in him as as if, you know, life's not going to be okay if we don't have such and such. And all this striving, grasping amounts to nothing. It's like a vapor chasing a, a cloud. People seek satisfaction, security, significance in, in all kinds of different things. And they come up empty-handed. They, they lose the very thing that they sought. Um, they lose the thing that they thought they would get out of, uh, of learning, uh, pleasure, 
relationships, etc., etc. When we put our hopes, um, our dreams in something besides God, we we're, we're set ourselves up for disappointment. Uh, we tend to think, oh, I'll be okay if only I had the perfect uh, man or woman, or if I had the perfect credit score, if I had the perfect grade, if I had the perfect meal, if I had the perfect vacation, if I had the perfect lab results, whatever it might be, we put all our weight on these things. And when we make those our God, we make those the thing that we, we ultimately will find satisfaction in, safety, security, etc. Uh, we lose the very thing that we sought. But along the way, we don't only lose that, we lose ourselves. We lose uh, our, um, our character begins to corrupt and fall apart as a result of trusting in the wrong things. Um, Hosea says that they multiplied falsehood and violence. Uh, with God, they were neglectful. You know, they didn't make them a priority. And with each other, they were deceitful and aggressive. I think that mistreating our neighbor is a symptom or a result of misplaced trust. There are, uh, you call it sociopaths, that they might lie and be uh, aggressive and violent without reason or without remorse. Um, that's kind of a unique scenario. But for the rest of us, um, we turn to deceiving or sometimes aggression when something threatens what we are trusting in. When our trust is in the wrong thing, we, um, we do everything in our power, including uh, at the cost of our own character, to get what we want. Like the the student who who's trusting in in this uh, in their grades to get into the right school to get the the dream job etc. And that um, that leads them that misplaced trust leads them to uh, to be dishonest and cheat on a, on an exam because what they feel is at stake. The the mom who trusts that a certain toy is going to be essential to their kids' happiness. Um, goes on, on Black Friday, and that toy, uh, there's only one left, and there's three moms there, and, and physical violence breaks out in the, the Christmas shop uh, because the thing they were trusting in um, has, been, um, has been thwarted. <laughs> or, or the man who believes that happiness is directly proportionate to, um, to the amount of wealth uh, is dishonest in, in finances. It, see, all these different ways that we, we trust the wrong thing, we, we think that something besides God is going to ultimately satisfy, um, give us security, give us significance in life, etc. We, we trust the wrong thing, and that leads us to uh, abandon uh, right character. And we find ourselves doing things we never thought we would do. Um, we, we lie, we manipulate, uh, we might get aggressive, uh, all kinds of things. And it goes back to trusting the wrong thing. Can, can you think of a time when you, you were tempted to be uh, dishonest? Or, or maybe you were tempted to, to lash out in, in, in violence? When you, when you feel these tendencies well up, 
the thing to ask is, what am I trusting in? What, has there been a barrier between me and that thing that I think is going to bring me uh, the satisfaction, safety, significance, etc.? So loving people, I think, flows from trusting God. And when we spend a life striving after other things, we end up losing not only what we were seeking, but we lose ourselves along the way. So keep coming back to loving people, trusting God. Well, maybe some of you listening uh, feel like you have been losing, <laughs> if you're, you're honest with yourselves. Maybe losing in, in small ways or big ways. Maybe you simply kind of neglected the priority of your relationship with God or you kind of have neglected... Um, intentionally loving the people around you or or maybe it's it's in big ways where where your life has just become this striving against man and god that leads you know to an empty path well there's really great news for any of us that find ourselves in this situation there is a way back home there is a way to 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 win to thrive once again in our souls and the way to win is to surrender the way to win is to surrender. Continuing on in Hosea 12, um, ver- verses 3 to 6, uh, Hosea recalls events from the life of, of Jacob, the, the great patriarch, the ancestor of, of the people that he was, um, his ministry was to. And he recalls these events from the life of Jacob to make, to make a point. See, Jacob was born striving, conniving, manipulating, trying to get ahead. Uh, in adulthood, he continued this striving, conniving, wrestling to get the upper hand. He even wrestled with the angel of the Lord. Uh, verse 3 says, In the womb, uh, he, Jacob, took his brother by the heel. You know, even when he was being born, he was already striving. And, and as a man, he strove with God. He strove with the angel, and he prevailed. But this... Sh- this striving, manipulating, uh, wrestling man um, had this great turning point where he changed to a man of striving to a man of, of humble trust. And in, and that time he encountered God. So continuing on in the middle of verse 4, this, this uh, manipulating, striving man, he wept and he sought God's favor. He met God at Bethel and there God spoke with us. Uh, Daniel Carroll, Expositor's Bible Commentary, he points out that the main point is going on here. He says, the message is that the great but flawed patriarch became a broken man before God. And these incidents from Jacob's life show his transformation. He ultimately humbles himself before God. So the question is, how do we escape this dead-end life of, of striving that ultimately ends to you know, disappointment. And the answer is to repent and fall on the grace of God, you know, to, to surrender to God. He, he wept, it says, of Jacob at this turning point. Um, you know, re- repentance, remorse. Like, what, God, what have I done? And then he sought his favor, which might literally be translated, he, he pled for mercy. He fell on, on the mercy and grace of God. 
the way we come back to God is the way we initially come to God, and that's by surrendering, by falling on His grace, by, by trusting in His power and sufficiency and forgiveness. And, but we kick against this paradox of surrendering to win, but it's simply admitting what is already true. Uh, Jesus says, um, as recorded in Mark two seventeen, Jesus speaks to this when he says, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. It's those who realize they need help that, uh, that get help. Um, we embrace, we come to grips with brokenness before we are made whole. Uh, as a church in our small groups, we just completed going through um, Good and Beautiful God by James uh, Brian Smith. And uh, he makes this statement about this very topic. He says, this is a message we all need. Quote, both the wounded and the legalist need to hear an even deeper paradox. It is in our weakness that God's power is revealed. The broken feel they have nothing to offer, and the legalists feel their perfection is what makes them valuable, and both are wrong. See, we come with empty hands to God, and we fall on His grace. So Hosea's message to the people is, you are a bunch of strivers just like your ancestor, but will you surrender like Jacob did? Will you come to that place where you just toss yourself into the hands of God, fall on his grace? And so here's, here's Hosea's plea uh, in the next verse, his plea to Israel, his message for you, his message for me. And this is a central verse in this whole section. What, what, what does God want? Uh, verse 6, So you, by the help of your God, return. Okay, wherever you've wandered, just return by God's help. Hold fast to love and justice. And wait continually for your God. So return, hold fast to love and justice, wait continually for your God. Uh, essentially, love People trust God. Come back to that place. Loving people, you know, treating them with love and with mercy, respect, justice, and waiting on God. But but what if you, you don't surrender and return? What if maybe in your stage of life right now, you feel like, well, my, my current plan it seems to be working out, and um, I, I, I don't want to surrender. I, I, got this, uh, I got this sorted. Hosea tells us um, what is at stake when we fail to surrender to God. And the cost of this life of striving, Hosea indicates, is everything. <laughs> the cost of striving is everything. See, Hosea's audience, they, they would not listen. Uh, God knew that they weren't going to listen, and he revealed their fate, and history shows that it came to pass. So what happens, uh, question, what happens if we continue to strive against God and man uh, and we never come to a place of brokenness? We never um, lay ourselves down before God and fall on his grace. What happens if we continue to strive against God and man? And the answer is we risk losing it all. See, 
these last uh, these last few verses, uh, starting in in verse seven, uh, show how this took place for the people of Israel. Um, first, Israel failed to love people, and they failed to love people because they, in this case, they were trusting in money. They they valued uh, wealth above people. They thought that the accumulation of of money, of material things, was what was going to make them, you know, ultimately okay inside. And so verse 7 says, um, A merchant in whose hands are false balances, he loves to oppress. In other words, uh, they, they um, cheated each other because of their love for money. In verse 8, Ephraim has said, Ah, but I am rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors, they cannot find in me iniquity or sin. In other words, I got all this money and I'm untouchable. Um, you, you can't say anything wrong about me. So there's this progression, this trust in money, mistreating people. They became proud of their wealth. And so God strips them of their wealth. Verse 9 God says, I am the Lord your God from the land of Egypt. I will again make you dwell in tents as in the days of the appointed feast. In other words, uh, you've been trusting in your, in your wealth, in your, your money, your, you know, the things you've accumulated, your houses and lands. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to strip all that away and send you back out into the wilderness to wander. Well, Israel had failed to love people, and they also failed to trust God. In verses 10 and 11, we see that in striving to get ahead, they trusted in, in other gods. They turned their back on the, the one true God, Yahweh, and uh, they made these um, spiritual alliances. They dabbled in other uh, religions uh, in order to get ahead in life. Verse 11 says, if, if there's iniquity in Gilead, they shall surely come to nothing. In Gilgal, they, they sacrifice bulls, and their, also, their altars also are like stone heaps on the furrows of the field. And so he says, all these symbols of worship, all these altars you've built, they're just going to be scattered like trash on, on the fields. They'll come to nothing. No amount of striving, hoarding, kicking and screaming, sacrificing, fighting, will deliver them from this ultimate ruin. And the reason that Israel came to this place of ruin is that they did not respond to God's invitation to return. And so the conclusion uh, of Hosea's message in chapter 12 is uh, he gives this uh, another throwback to to Jacob, their, their ancestor. Verse 12, he says, uh, Jacob fled to the land of Aram, and there Israel served for a wife, and for a wife he guarded sheep. Um, you could read the story about how this happened in, in Genesis, of how he um, became um, uh, a servant of his uh, father-in-law-to-be, and, and that whole scene uh, to Laban. And then it says, verse 13, By a prophet the Lord brought Israel up from Egypt. And so this is talking about uh, the Exodus. So notice this pattern here in, in, Jacob's, um, in Jacob's life, in Jacob's family. Uh, Jacob flees to Aram, 
get stuck serving Laban, and with God's help, he emerged with more than he started with. Jacob's family flees to Egypt, gets stuck serving Pharaoh, and with God's help, they emerged with more than they started with. But now this current generation, um, uh, descendants of descendants of descendants of Jacob, um, this current generation flees to both Aram and Egypt, they're torn between, and they will be stuck in servitude and they will not be delivered. And the reason is that they refuse to humbly call on God. Instead of falling on God's mercy, instead of repenting, instead of surrendering, uh, they, they in their um, in their striving, they just provoked God. Verse fourteen, Ephraim has given bitter provocation, so his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him and will repay him for his disgraceful deeds. He'll he'll get what was coming to him, and it was not the depth that they had fallen that kept them from rescue, but it was their refusal to humbly fall on God's grace. And, and so it is with us. God could lift us from the, the deepest pit. It hinges on, will we surrender to him? So in conclusion, just, just three quick questions. One is, of what are you counting on, you know, trusting in, pursuing, um, what are, you, what are you trusting to be okay in life, to find ultimately satisfaction in, significance, security? Uh, what, what are you counting in? How, how's that working out for you? Um, that's question number one. Second, uh, are you finding yourself tempted to compromise in your character during these uncertain times? Maybe uh, is dishonesty creeping up or... or or rage creeping up, or or maybe other, other other vices or other character flaws, so to speak. What what do these things indicate about where your trust is during these times? And, and third, does loving people and trusting God need to be put back in the forefront of your life? Need to be raised to the place of ultimate priority, uh, of your agenda for the day, of, of the way you, you spend your time and spend your money and spend your thoughts. Coming back to loving people and trusting God, does that need to be elevated in your priorities? Here's the closing challenge. Um, just simply stated is what you need to do, what I need to do, what we all need to do is surrender to love. Humbly fall on the grace of God.